This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton Global Youth Program. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Future of the Business World, the podcast featuring teen entrepreneurs and innovators from across the globe. I'm Diana Drake with the Wharton Global Youth Program at the Wharton School, University of Pennsylvania. It's our job at Wharton Global Youth to introduce business and finance education to high school students in ways that spark curiosity and competitiveness and help prepare the next generation of business leaders. Our guests on FBW are well on their way in that regard. They've thought deeply about the problems facing our planet and are working toward finding solutions. Today's focus is food insecurity. About 690 million people worldwide go to bed hungry each night and literally don't know where their next meal is coming from. The solution is not as easy as producing more food. There is enough food to go around, but much of it goes wasted and doesn't reach those in need. Robin Ye and Brian Ung, 17-year-olds from Singapore, have come up with a local solution. Their venture, Robin Food, recently won first place in the PIMCO Zero Hunger Challenge, part of the Network for Teaching Entrepreneurship World Series of Innovation. Robin joins us from his home in Singapore. Robin, welcome to Future of the Business World. Hi, thank you for inviting me here today. Let's jump right in. I want to learn more about your business idea, but before we get to that, let's talk about the issues that Robin Food is trying to address. How serious is food insecurity in Singapore? And what does the problem look like in your country? Yeah, food insecurity is actually a very big issue in Singapore, although it is one that often isn't talked about. Although Singapore is ranked first in the Global Food Security Index due to its large variety of sources of food from all over the world, about 800 million kilograms of food is actually thrown away annually, which is the equivalent of two bowls of rice per person per day. And as a result, actually about 10% of Singaporeans struggle to get sufficient, safe, and nutritious food daily. There is in fact a very wide disparity in terms of the ability to get a balanced diet especially between the rich and the poor in Singapore. And it's actually a problem that is currently being tackled, but still remains rooted in Singapore, particularly because of the culture of actually buying uh, excess food. The interesting thing is that hunger is often not a food problem, right? Sometimes the issue is not how do you produce enough food, but rather how do you prevent food from being wasted? Or how do you get that food to the people who need it most? I'm interested what you learned about the importance of supply chain and logistics in helping to tackle food insecurity. Yeah, and actually, that's a really great question. To begin, Brian and I, when we first started brainstorming solutions to this whole problem of food insecurity and trying to achieve zero hunger, we first dissected the root of the problem, where food waste is produced. And indeed, we did find that food waste is actually produced in every step of the supply chain from the supplier, the farmer perhaps, or to the intermediary party, maybe the warehouse, then to the business or to the consumer. Food waste is created at every single step. The area of food insecurity that Brian and I placed special attention to was actually the lack of a balanced diet. And in fact, we realized that supply chains and logistics play a huge role in actually providing a more equitable distribution of food. And in fact, that is the central ideology between the bidding system that Robin Food actually proposes, which I will talk about later in the podcast. Um, Furthermore, there is the problem of food duplication in terms of the food that is served to the food insecure in Singapore. 
And as such, it is also a problem due to logistics, uh, which is why Robin Food places special focus on supply chain as well as proper logistics management in order to better address food insecurity where other food organizations have failed to achieve in Singapore. What did you find out about why there is so much wasted food? Focusing specifically on the food that has actually been distributed to beneficiaries by food banks in Singapore, we found the issue of duplication to be a very severe one. Take Area A, for example. In Area A, there, is, there are many low-income households, and as such, uh, many food bank organizations, such as Food Bank Singapore and Food from the Hearts, two notable food charities in Singapore, provide food to the beneficiaries in this area. However, this problem of duplication arises because one household receives two packs of food from these two different organizations, which is too much in excess of what they actually need. And as such, much of this food is actually wasted. Furthermore, there seems to be a disconnect between the preferences of food by the beneficiaries and the food that's actually provided by the food banks itself. Upon doing further research, Brian and I actually found that there are many elderly who are actually food insecure in Singapore, and they receive food items like croutons, for example. And given that they do not actually have much teeth, it is extremely hard for them to eat it. And as such, a lot of the food they receive in their food packs are often thrown away simply because they cannot consume it. And as such, we found that a lot of the food actually goes to waste. Let's back up for a minute, Robin. You talked about food banks, right? The food bank model is an essential solution to this. Can you help us understand what exactly is a food bank? Yeah, that's a great question. So let's take a few steps back. In Singapore, a food bank is typically a non-profit charitable organization that provides food to the needy with the food that they distribute to beneficiaries, which are needy families, coming from donations as well as the organization's own purchases. While the government in Singapore provides affordable food to Singaporeans through vouchers, for example, food banks are typically a more sustainable solution in providing food for the needy and the food insecure, providing them with a sort of safety net in case they have insufficient food and can then um, basically get assistance from food banks. In fact, the food bank model in Singapore is very diverse. They provide foods in a whole variety of ways. There are Food Bank Singapore, which provides foods to um, soup kitchens as well as other charitable organizations. There are other food banks that have warehouses where residents can actually come down and take foods that they need in their cooking. And there is also organizations that make ready-to-eat meals, which they then deliver to the beneficiaries. And so the food bank scene in Singapore is actually extremely vibrant and it's extremely essential in um, keeping the stomachs of Singaporeans full every day. Okay, so now that we have more of an idea of the landscape, um, tell us about your model for Robin Food. What is your entrepreneurial approach to tackling food insecurity in Singapore? Yeah, so to finally get to the idea of Robin Food, previously I have talked about two particular issues. The first being that um, dupl the duplication of food that occurs, and secondly, being that the foods that these food insecure typically are unhealthy and may not be very balanced and as such, the, Sing the Singaporeans who receive food from these food banks may actually have a bit of an unbalanced diet. And as such, the idea of Robin Food is essentially a bidding system for food banks in the form of a central organizational system. And it comes through a digital application. So this local central organization, which we propose to be created, 
would actually collect all food donations from donors in Singapore and store them in this organization's own central warehouse. So the bidding system in the digital application will then be implemented to allow food banks to bid for various foods based on their current inventory and their beneficiaries' food needs and preferences. And so you may ask, well, how do you exactly determine food banks' um, food that they receive in terms of the proportion of the donations? And so what actually occurs is this bidding system will be aided by an algorithm, which essentially assigns each food item a value according to its nutritional value, demand from beneficiaries, as well as current supply. So for example, one particular unit of vegetable will cost one token, whereas one unit of meat, perhaps, or uh, maybe a more sought-after food would actually require five tokens. And as such, each food bank will then be given a certain number of tokens based on the number of beneficiaries that they serve. So food banks then use this application to bid based on their needs and the beneficiaries' preferences by choosing from the food items listed in the various categories. In fact, we go a step further by proposing that food banks with excess inventory can also indicate on this application what foods they have and can then exchange foods with other food banks to achieve a more equitable distribution of food such that each bank has the food they need and that no food goes to waste. So this digital application essentially acts as a facilitating medium which will be more convenient for users, increasing the speed of food transactions between the three key stakeholders, the central organization, food banks, and beneficiaries. Interesting. So how did you come up with this, Robin? Did you design your own algorithm? Yeah, so actually we got the inspiration for this idea by looking at the current solutions that are in Singapore with uh, quite a complex, we, we observed that there was quite a complex system of food distribution with the food going from donors to food banks and then to consumers with a lot of um, lack of, mis uh, basically a lack of communication between stakeholders at every point of the way. And as such, the food that is actually provided to beneficiaries at the end of the day may not be what they actually need. And as such, we were thinking, how could we streamline this logistic system? And so somehow Brian and I had like an epiphany one day when we were doing our brainstorming and decided to come up with a centralized logistic system. The algorithm actually has not been developed yet. It is simply an idea that we're pushing forward, but we believe that this is extremely achievable given that there have been similar apps out there which actually have bidding systems, although perhaps not for the food, secure, uh, food insecurity scene. Hmm. Interesting. I think a lot of the problems of the world could be helped with better communication. So it sounds like you really hit the mark. So what did you learn about the market for approaches like Robin Food? Are there local policies to support the development of online platforms and to also support innovative solutions um, that might bring about real change? Yeah. Upon doing some further research, we actually contacted organizations all over Singapore from social enterprises to local food banks, as well as even funding organizations, private investment organizations, in terms of getting their feedback, as well as um, seeing whether they will be warm to our solution. And in fact, we've achieved or we've received actually very warm feedback from them with even Ashoka Singapore expressing interest and providing affirmation for our idea. And so in terms of the private scene, we believe that there is actually quite um, support for this particular solution. In terms of the government sector, 
there have actually been very concerted plans, uh, very detailed plans, in fact, to better um, help the food insecure in Singapore, particularly because it has gained more media coverage recently with documentaries as well as um, in-depth reporting done by Channel News Asia, which is a uh, organized uh, news organization in Asia, um, which also covers Singapore. And so we realized that there are grants out there by the government to provide funding for such solutions. And we thus believe that if this particular solution, Robin Food, will be extremely scalable in the future if we were to roll it out. I'm sure you have quite a few takeaways from this experience. I'm wondering though, do you think you better understand the people who you are trying to help through Robin Food? Um, you know, the, the food insecure, have you really understood their issues and the challenges that they face? Before I actually answer that question, I would first add that unfortunately, given the COVID-19 situation, particularly in Singapore, Brian and I were unable to actually go down to interview the food insecure, but we actually found a whole a variety of information online, uh, on the internet, hosted by many, many organizations, such as news organizations, as well as universities, which have done research reports on the food insecurity situation in Singapore. And as such, we have actually read through the stories of many of these food insecure. And in fact, I could just raise maybe two examples to sort of highlight the food insecurity situation, which Brian and I read and really had a much better understanding um, after reading this story. So um, the first one being that Mr. Ho, um, in fact, which is like an 81-year-old Singaporean living in a one-room flat, uh, one-room one rental flat, actually couldn't eat the biscuits as well as the croutons that were given to him in his food pack, which actually highlights the problem of to be, uh, the problem of the food provided by the beneficiaries not being catered to the preferences by the beneficiaries, which I believe I mentioned earlier. And in fact, there's another example, which is Auntie Lo, who actually receives a food pack containing food such as instant noodles, rice, biscuits, and the like, which you would typically see in a normal food pack. But it is, in fact, not exactly very healthy for a person in the long term, particularly given the lack of nutrients, as it is an extremely carb-heavy um, diet. And as such, reading these stories, Brian and I really got an opportunity to look into this food insecurity situation through the perspectives of the food insecure themselves. And we really um, empathized with them and felt their situation, uh, which is why we felt even more passionate about Robin Food and hoping that we can roll it out further in Singapore in the near future. Great. I mean, that's that's the true tenet of design thinking, right, is, is empathy and understanding who you're trying to serve. So sounds like that was um, very eye-opening for you. So tell us, what is the next phase of development for Robin Food? You mentioned the algorithm. Where are you headed next? Yeah, so actually Brian and I are currently 18 years old. And in Singapore, we are preparing for our GCSE A-level exams. And so we will not actually be developing the idea of Robin Food further, at least for this year. But we do, in fact, have plans in the future to perhaps propose this solution to the government of Singapore and collaborate with them to work on this idea and actually scale it up. Because we found that for Robin Food to actually be successful, many, many food banks, in fact, all food banks and food ch uh, charities in Singapore must be on board in order to make the central organization effective. And as such, we identified the government to be the key stakeholder here. And we will actually reach out to the government further in the future 
to see whether they would be willing to take on this idea and have us on board to better further develop this idea. Great. So one question I'd like to ask all of the entrepreneurs we interview on Future of the Business World is if you could change one thing in the world, what would it be? If I could actually change one thing about the world, I would choose to lift, lift everyone out of poverty. Because I believe that poverty, um, lifting everyone out of poverty helps to resolve a lot of problems. It helps to improve the standard of living of many, many people all over the world and helps to better curb climate change because people no longer have to care for their basic needs. In fact, looking at all the sustainable development goals uh, drafted by the United Nations, I realized that no poverty or rather zero poverty will help to resolve many, many SDGs, such as zero hunger, which is in fact the goal that we were trying to achieve through Robin Food. And in fact, that is the reason why I believe that lifting everyone out of poverty would have a very huge impact on society. All right, let's wrap up with our lightning round, Robin. So try to answer these questions as quickly as you can. What is your favorite emerging business trend? Working from anywhere. <laughs> what is something about yourself that might surprise us? I am actually an avid fan of tea. Red tea, old gray tea, green tea, Chinese poor, you name it. What do you love most about living in Singapore? The vibrant food culture in Singapore, especially the hawker culture where you can really just walk down about 200 meters and find a whole galore of food that you can eat. Chicken rice, nasi lemak, even curry, you name it. What is your favorite company slogan? Oh, it has to be Nike slogan. Just do it. And what business person would you most like to invite to lunch? Steve Jobs. Although he has passed away, I would really love to actually invite him to lunch and have a conversation with him simply because his innovations and creativity is so inspiring. Wonderful. Thank you so much for speaking with us today, Robin, on Future of the Business World. Thank you for having me today. Discover more opportunities for high school students and educators at globalyouth.wharton.upenn.edu.